yourselves, really. Um, and it's such a privilege. And I think God is doing something with us because we had Billy Graham here, um, not, not the dead one, <laughs> the one who died, but well, Kiwi Billy, Billy Graham, who is a great evangelist as well. And now we have Joseph and Leslie here as well. And I think God is just really wanting to birth something fresh, new about evangelism in our lives. So can we just welcome Joseph and Leslie, and I'll let them share their story. Hey, it's an awesome honor to be here today. Can you guys all hear me all right? Wonderful. Uh, it's an honor to be here today. And um, I do want to mention um, some people that have come as well, um, who are a part of our teams that we uh, bring around. We do missions and evangelism around the world, but also in New Zealand. And um, we've got Graham over here, who's uh, been on our missions trips. Can you just let people know who you are, Graham? He's going to be helping us minister today. And also we have Lincoln over here, a young man who's on fire for God and an evangelist as well. So... And uh, we've just come here today to minister to you. We're, we're, we're a Holy Spirit ministry. And so before we get into the message and talk a little bit about um, our evangelism, our missions work, and uh, Les has a word of encouragement for you guys today, uh, I just want to prep you that today is a day of ministry. Amen. Uh, because that's who we are. Amen. I know that there's lots of different flavors uh, of ministries that will come through and they all can build up and edify in different ways. But we're a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, we believe that it's the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But it's not like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, like he gets the bronze medal. Amen. It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They all win the gold. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're all equal in the Trinity. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we just want to administer to you guys today. We want to serve you with that fresh outpouring that you were singing about. And I was just thinking as we were singing that song that maybe the worship team could play that uh, in the end while we minister. Amen. That would be just an awesome song. And so we've come here to serve. So I want to encourage you guys today to step out of the boat. Step out of your comfort zone today. Amen. Uh, the thing about missionary work is that you have to step out. That the biggest thing is actually to go. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And all the world might mean your supermarket down the road. That could be all the world to you. Or it could be some place like Africa or Samoa. That could be your all the world. But regardless of where your all the world is, we're all called to go to someone. Amen. And um, it's just really prophetic that, you know, today we should be talking about Samoa because our ministry started in Samoa. A little bit after the tsunami, though we do know um, pastors on that side of the island um, in Lalomanu and different places like that that experienced the tsunami. But our ministry started in 2014. Uh, since 2014, we've done missionary work over a lot of the islands, Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, Vanuatu, American Samoa, up as far as Hawaii. Uh, we do miracle crusades in those regions where we hire football stadiums or parks and hold um, evangelistic meetings. And we also do revival events. We've done them in Hawaii, America, uh, Dubai, uh, different places around the islands. And so since 2014, me and my wife and my kids, we've been traveling for six years, up to 10 months a year on the mission field. And we believe God by faith. And we travel as a family. We represent the family of God to these people. And uh, we go to love people and serve people with the gospel. Amen? And so we started in Samoa. And I just want to share a couple of stories about stepping out of the boat before Les gives an exhortation to you today. Because it all starts by stepping out. Amen? You can have the best planning, you can have the best administration, you can have the biggest dream. We come across people in the body of Christ, pastor, all the time that have a big dream. 
but they don't do anything with it. Or they have a desire, but they haven't gone after it. And so you can have a lot of stuff, but if you don't step out of the boat, amen, it's all for nothing. If you don't make that initial step and say, I'm doing it, I'm going to spend that money, I'm going to buy that ticket, I'm going to talk to that person in the supermarket, I'm going to talk to that person in my school, I'm going to you know, give that amount of money to this mission thing. If you don't do something to step out, nothing's going to happen, amen? Amen. amen. And so in 2014, I was rung up by a man that I'd never met before who said, I got your number from another man that got your number from another man that since passed away. <laughs> and he said, do you want to go to Samoa on business? And at the time, I had a, a media production company, which I still have today, that actually funds our missionary work. And the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear, and he said, I'm sending you to the island nations to help bring a fresh move of the Spirit to the islands, and your business is going to be the vehicle that gets you there. And so I wrote this tender for the United Nations, for the Samoan government. It was a bit, bit thicker than a Bible. <laughs> and um, I just waited, and I heard nothing for three months. I was sitting on the couch waiting for my mission opportunity. But everyone I talked to said, you're going to Samoa, you're going to Samoa. And one day I was lying on the couch watching some TV. I'm afraid I wasn't being too spiritual. And my mother-in-law, who's an intercessor, went for a walk. She was talking to God, and she come back, and she said to me, Joe, go to Samoa. I said, when? She said, now. <laughs> I'd never been to the islands. I'd never been to Samoa. The only person I knew was this one guy who rung me on the phone. I didn't know anyone. But I had to make a decision to step out. I didn't know what the future held. I didn't know that God would do what he's done in our lives the last six years. None of that was known to me apart from the fact I knew that this was the moment I had to step out. And today, that moment is going to be for some of you today. God's going to ask you to step out and receive a ministry where there's a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit today. And so I booked the airplane and jumped on that plane and I rung this guy and I said, I'm coming to Samoa, can you, I got nowhere to live, I got nowhere to stay, I don't know anyone, can you sort me out a place? He said, when are you coming? I said, tomorrow. <laughs> he said, all right, I'll meet you at the airport. I went to that island and basically through that three-day experience, we knew everyone on the whole island in terms of business. We knew media companies, we knew all the radio stations, we knew all the TV stations, I was signing uh, contracts with the deputy prime minister of the nation, we knew all the government officials, and God opened the whole nation to us. Hallelujah. Except we didn't know any pastors. <laughs> so I, I would say to Les, you know, we're living a dream, but it's someone else's dream. Because we are loving it, and we're, our whole family's living over there, and it's all on the United Nations, and so we're just resort hopping when I'm not working, and you know, it's great, but we don't know any, we feel like we're called to revival, and we don't know any pastors or leaders. And then I was on a plane coming back from Samoa to New Zealand 2014, and they wheeled a child in, in a coma, they wheeled him into business class. They took out a seat that he was on the gurney, he was in a coma, and God told me to pray for that boy. And I faced another moment where I'd have to understand, am I willing to step out of the boat? Without knowing what's going to happen, without knowing the consequences, without knowing who they are, but it was one of those moments where I had to make a decision to step out of the boat. So halfway through that flight, I mustered enough courage enough strength, and I walked up to that family and I said, can I pray for your boy? I'm a preacher of the gospel and I believe Jesus heals today. And to my surprise, they said yes. I was halfway back to my seat in my mind and they'd already said yes. So we got around in a semicircle and began to pray life over their son who was pretty much on his last day 
living, that it was their last hope to take him to New Zealand. He'd be in a coma for a few days, and they thought his body was shutting down. He was going to die. We swapped phone numbers. I went back to my seat. The next morning, I woke up. There was a text on my phone. They said, it's a miracle. Our son has woken up from his coma. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I went to see that couple. I prayed again for their son who'd also had a stroke. Young boy, 20 or so, had a stroke, and he got healed of his stroke. Right then, his leg began to move, and he walks today. And they said to me, you know, so you, you come to Samoa. I said, well, I'm doing business, but I preach the gospel. I believe Jesus heals today. And they said, well, we just happen to be assistant pastors of the largest church in Samoa. So next year, it's funny, isn't it? God has a sense of humor. And so he said, so they said, next time you come, we want to set up a healing meeting for you guys. Would you mind? And that's how our ministry began in the islands. By two accounts that if we'd never made those decisions and trusted the voice of God and stepped out of the boat, we would never be here today sharing the miracles that God has done in the last six years. And so as I was just thinking about today in bed, my wife was sharing what God had been speaking to her about. The exact same scripture that was on my heart about stepping out of the boat, God was giving her, but God was giving her a better revelation than me. And she was unpacking the whole thing, and I'm like, Man, I only got like 10% of the message, but you got the whole package. Like, you're blessing me. I said, you got to share today. And so, <laughs> and so I just want you to receive today this encouragement. We're going to tag team. And then when the place is opened up for ministry, today is your day. Promise Keepers has been here. We're talking about mission work. They prayed over an evangelist today. Come on. Do you know something's happening in the house today? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, what I got was that, you know, Peter stepped out of the boat, right, at the command of Jesus. He saw Jesus across the water and he said, if that's you, command me to come to you. If that's you, Jesus... Sometimes, you know what, we put it out there going, if it's you, God, give us a sign. If it's you, this has got to happen. If it's you, this. And so Peter's like, if it's you, command me to come. And Jesus said, come. And he stepped out of the, he stepped out of the boat, but he was compelled by faith in that moment. Faith because he saw Jesus doing something that was impossible, and he's compelled by that faith to go, command me to do the same thing that you're doing right now. Command me to do step out into the impossible that you're already doing right now because I see you doing it. So therefore, there must be a way that I can then do it because you're the example. You're the teacher that I'm following. Command me to do what you're able to do right now. And Jesus said, come. And Peter steps out of the boat and we know the story. He's walking on water. He's doing it. He's doing what is impossible. At the command of Jesus, compelled by faith. He gets overwhelmed by the waves. He gets overwhelmed by the wind. He gets overwhelmed by what he's doing as being a fact of being impossible. And that doubt sinks in and that fear sinks in and he becomes overcome and calls out to Jesus, save me. Jesus lifts him up and they get back into the boat. Now that wasn't the only time that Peter got out of a boat. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. It's that in that moment, he was compelled by faith, by the command and the authority of Jesus calling him out. But there was another time where he got out of the boat. And that was the time where Jesus had died on the cross. He'd risen from the dead. And he'd shown himself to the disciples at various times. But there was a time where Peter and the other disciples, some of them were like lost, they just spent three years with Jesus, and they saw signs and wonders, miracles. His, their best friend, Peter, had denied Jesus three times. Jesus had died on the cross, and they were feeling lost. So he goes out fishing. They don't catch anything that night, and then they see a man on the shore calling out in the morning, have you caught anything? 
They said, no, we haven't caught anything. He says, cast your net over the side. And their net becomes full. But then John says to Peter, it's Jesus on the shore. And as soon as Peter realized who was on the shore calling out to them, the Bible says he plunged into the water. He didn't walk on water in that moment. He plunged into the water, not because he was compelled by faith, but because he was compelled by love. He was compelled by faith to do impossible things for Jesus when he commanded it, and he walked on water because Jesus gave him the ability to do so, which he gives us. The command, he will speak to your heart, he will speak to your spirit, he spoke to us. There was a command to go out to the nations. And then as we stepped out by faith, compelled by faith, we've seen impossible things take place. But there'll be moments in your life where you're not going to step out of the boat because of faith or because of a command, but you're going to plunge into the water because you're compelled by a love to be near your Savior, to be with Jesus. I want to step out of the boat. You know, neither, neither is wrong and neither is better than the other. I love both examples. Because Peter's got the faith to try and do the impossible at the command of Jesus. But then he has the love. Without love, we are nothing. We can do impossible things. You know, it says you could move mountains. But without love? We can prophesy, but without love, we become a clanging symbol. So Peter sees Jesus, and he's not thinking rationally, like, quick, turn this boat around, guys. We need to just get back there. He is immediately overcome by his desire to be close to Jesus. And that is so important for every single one of us. Because ultimately, that will be why we step out of the boat. Because we are compelled to plunge into the water. To make a decision that may not be practical or rational, but it's moved by love. And after that moment, he, he's swimming there and you know, he has this reconciling conversation with Jesus because he denied him three times before he went to the cross. Can you imagine the weight, you know? <laughs> even when we fail, even when we have those difficulties and times of challenges in life, Peter hadn't had that reconciling conversation with Jesus yet, but he'd still plunged out of the boat. You see, the enemy will try and keep us in the boat, because of our failures and inadequacies. Well, you don't deserve to get out of that boat. Or Jesus is not going to receive you once you get to the swim to the beach. We have those areas in our heart where we can personally give ourselves all the reasons not to do something. That's actually easy to take that path. All of us can do it because we're so aware of our own inadequacies. We're so aware of our own weaknesses. And sometimes they become an anchor tied around our ankle where we're not willing to jump out there because there's an, not an understanding of the love of Jesus will empower you, will equip you, will sustain you. We've had so many challenges in the islands We've had so many victories. They don't come one without the other. But neither failure and defeat nor victory define who we are. Let me say that again. Neither your victories and the things that you accomplish in this world Peter was the only disciple to walk on water. That was a pretty proud moment for a disciple, right? He was the only one brave enough to say, well, command me. You can do it. I want to try this thing too. That would be considered, even though he sunk because he was overwhelmed by the situation, he still stepped out and tried. 
We try and calculate our situation before we've even stepped out. You cannot calculate God. You cannot calculate faith because it will never add up in the realm of this world's thinking because he takes the foolishness things of the world to confound the wise. If the devil knew the cross was going to be his own defeat, he would never have nailed Jesus there, right? So we cannot calculate when we step out of the boat. So Peter had this amazing victory of faith and doing something that is impossible. And then he has this amazing defeat where even just a servant girl he feels afraid and intimidated by when she's saying, hey, I know you. Weren't you with Jesus? No, 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 that wasn't me. And he's defeated and he's failed in his relationship with, of intimacy with Jesus. But neither his victory of walking on water nor his failure of denying his best friend values him as a son of God. And when he, he knew that, so when he saw Jesus on the beach, there wasn't him going, oh, you know what, I'm not, I'm not coming to him because he's going to push me away. I realize what I've done and I'm going to punish myself. I'm going to keep myself in the boat. The others could go on ahead and I'll just sheepishly look away. No, because there was a love that he had and a love of relationship that he desired to have with Jesus that overcame any sense of his own failure, any sense of his own defeat, any sense of his own victory because it's all about love. Because his love casts out fear, perfect love, casts out any reservations of getting out of the boat. He didn't stop once to think about what he was doing because love compelled him. So whether it's faith that compels us because we want to see God do the impossible and we see ourselves walking on water because we've said, yes, I'll answer that command, or whether it's love that compels us because we simply want to be close to the Savior of our hearts, either way, you're getting out of the boat. Either way, when you get out of the boat, something is going to shift and change in your life and you will, you will be wrecked for the ordinary. You will be wrecked for the ordinary. We cannot go back to a nine-to-five lifestyle. That sounds like torment to us. That sounds like not getting back in the boat. That sounds like getting into a submarine and closing the hatch and sinking to the bottom of the sea. Because when you step out, there is something that comes alive. You came alive when you accept Jesus as your Savior. You came alive. But there's people in this room that have been walking out your salvation and perhaps there's a monotony The expectation of the impossible or the suddenlies of God aren't there at the moment. You see, when you get out of the boat, something does have to happen. When you step out and you walk through the curtain and the plane and you're like, I want to pray for your son. Would you mind if I pray for your son? Something is going to happen. It's not your responsibility whether they said a yes or a no in that situation. It's simply you saying, I'm making myself available to you, God. The outcome of what takes place is not in my hands. But we try and calculate the outcome before we decide to step out. The outcome is saying, I want Jesus more than anything else. Whether that be walking on water or whether that be plunging into the sea and swimming, I want him. Because both times, Peter is going to Jesus. Do we want to come to Jesus? Because you know what? In this world at the moment, we're all like, well, Jesus needs to come to me. There's an entitlement. There's a, if God wants to bring a breakthrough, he's going to bring it to me. Jesus, come to me. And our faith becomes selfish, really. It's about fulfilling our desires, meeting our desires. Well, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But are we delighting in him or are we just writing a list of all these things that we need him to do? 
What does it mean to delight? If you're delighting in someone, you are actually pursuing them. If I think of how much my husband pursued me before we got married and how much I'm encouraging him to pursue me now while we are married. What? (laughs) There, There was a delight there. There was a pursuit there. It wasn't... You know what? It would be a very different outcome if he's, you know, in his way of pursuing me, it was like, come to me. Give me a cup of tea. Do this for me. I'm just preparing you for marriage. How about you cook that? I don't know if I'd feel so compelled to um, have a ring on my finger right now. You know what I'm saying? But there was a pursuit that they had where I felt delighted in. I felt like I was the desire of his heart. I felt like I was the center of his attention, the apple of his eye. Do we give that same desire to God or are we selfishly thinking, no, you need to pour it all out on me? It's a relationship. A relationship where it's two-way. He is the bridegroom and we are the bride. Pour out our desires on him. Pour out our delight on him. Pour out our worship on him. He hung on the cross and gave everything that he was. He poured himself out completely that we would know what love would feel like. That we wouldn't be banished and separated from the Father of lights. But the veil was torn because he was torn. And so what keeps us from staying in the boat can be our failures, but also can be our own selfishness. Because when you step out of the boat and you enter into missions, you are pouring yourself out. You are choosing to be uncomfortable and pushing yourself into unfamiliar places. But in those places of discomfort, then you have a comforter. In those places of fear, then you have perfect love show up. In those places of discouragement, then you have visions that that cause you to know how much he loves you. Not just the whole world, but loves you, is there for you like that lady in that alpha video. I don't feel that you love me. The next day, she's hearing these songs about love and she knows that they're for her. So whether we step out of the boat because we know what? There may have been that niggling where God's been asking you to do something. That thought, that dream, and and we've pushed it aside because it's unfamiliar territory. Well, I don't even know where to begin I don't even know how to do that. I'm not a technical person and this requires technical abilities or we can give ourselves all the excuses, but they will not actually stand when we stand before Jesus. And he says, what did you do with your talents? What did you do with what I've given you? And don't let the world devalue what you have to give. What you have to give whether it's opening your home to having a mum's group, whether it's reaching out and taking someone out for coffee, whether it's sowing into missions, or whether it's you yourself going, I hate the hot weather in the islands and the humidity, but God just keeps putting that place on my heart and I can't help it. And then the mosquitoes, we know about mosquitoes. We know about the diseases mosquitoes can give you too. But would we, would we change a thing? Never. Because it's such an amazing feeling when you know that you've given Jesus everything that you can and you've not held anything back from your alabaster box. There's something so fulfilling in that. There's been days where we're just like, we have no idea if anyone's going to turn up to any meetings that we do, if anyone's even going to get healed. But we keep encouraging ourselves And saying, well, the most important thing is that we know we're actually doing what Jesus wants us to do. And in that place of obedience, we can be completely fulfilled and feel the joy and love of God. So if the worship team would like to come up right now. We don't want to feel empty. And we don't want to live a, a, a Christian life where it's 
We expect the same thing every day, every week. You see, when you give yourself to Jesus, Peter denied him three times, but Peter had not one hesitation of coming to him because he'd failed. He'd spent enough time with Jesus to know He'll bring me in. I just need to be connected to him. I just need to be close to him again. I just need to be close to him again. There are impossible things that God wants us to do. But if we simplify it, and rather than calculate, you can start playing, and rather than calculate and feel overwhelmed by the impossible. Peter just said, if it's you, command me to come. He didn't say, how are you doing that, Jesus? He didn't say, what what you're doing right now is physically impossible. He just said, if it's you, call me to come. And when he saw Jesus on the shore, his immediate response was, I need to be close to you. So to simplify all of this, it's actually just about coming to Jesus. Getting out of our boats of comfort, getting out of our boats of familiarity, getting out of our own boats of self, and coming either by faith or by love, or by both. It's actually about just coming to Jesus. Because when we have Him fixed as our focus, you'll find yourself out of the boat anyway. Jesus. So with every eye closed right now, thank you, Lord. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you how much you love us, how much you're calling us out into this place of intimacy, love, faith, adventure, and becoming alive in you. If you know the words that I've just shared this morning and what Joe's ministered as well, and you know, that's me. I need to jump out of that boat or I'm not as close to Jesus as I want to be and I just need to plunge into the water and I need to come to Him. I need to come to Him because He's already made Himself available to you. But there is that sense of how much do you want Him? How much do you hunger for Him? How much will you, are you willing to put yourself out there for Jesus, if you know that's you, or if you know that God is calling something out of you, there's maybe dreams, there's maybe visions, there may be uh, burdens on your heart to extend yourself further than what your daily lifestyle is right now, perhaps reaching out to people groups, to missions, but you haven't done it yet. And that's your getting out of the boat. We all have a different boat to get out of, but we're all heading to the same person once we do. So what boat do you need to get out of? Fear? Complacency? All the reasons that you are yourself and the enemy are saying why you can't do it. What boat do you need to get out of to come to Jesus? You don't have to walk on the water. You could just be swimming. But if you know that what's been said today, just as Joe said at the beginning, we want to pray for you. We want to release you into that place of faith and excitement and breakthrough that God can bring when we do step out of the boat because He always meets us there. He'll always meet you. If you know that's you, I just want you to stand where you are right now.
understand where you are. Go, I need that. I need to get out of the boat. I've been so used to the familiar. Now I just want you to come to the front. Those who are standing, I want you to come to the front. Just make a line down here because we want to pray for you. We want to believe for the breakthrough and blessing of your life right now. Just lift your hands to the Lord because this is about you receiving from Him right now. It's not without its challenges. Oh, but if we'd the 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 amazing breakthroughs and victories and revelations of intimacy that we've had with Jesus since getting out of the boat. Whether anyone even got healed on our missions, the truth of just being closer to Him is easily worth stepping out of what's familiar. Spirit, as we begin to just worship you and honor you. As we begin to step out of that boat, Lord. As we begin to set aside failure. I'm just sensing that there's many of you that have come up that have just been laden with disappointment laden with failure, laden with a sense of you haven't come through here or why does this happen, God? And you're waiting for the miracle. And the Lord is saying to you afresh today to step out of the boat and let that go. Jesus. I just see you when you were real, when you were younger, just running for Jesus. I mean, you were just this radical firebrand for Him. You'd run from place to place. You'd go from church to church. You'd go from speaker to speaker. You'd travel here, travel there. And there was just this fire that it was like no one could contain. Thank you, Jesus. And you haven't lost it. You haven't lost your love for Him. But you know what? There's just been a few roadblocks in the road. In the last season of your life, there's been a few disappointments. But that fire, the Lord says to me today, was not because you were young. It wasn't just the fire of youth. It just just wasn't the zeal of youth. That was the fire that God put in you. That He created you to have that joy and to have that fire and to have that burning for Him. He created you with it, and there's people that have tried to stop that and hinder that. But God is releasing it once more into your life. Today, Father, fire, Father, in Jesus. Stir up the gifts, Lord. Stir up the gifts once again, Father. The gifts of healing, Father. The gifts of faith, Lord Jesus. Even the gifts of prophecy, Father. Stir up. Within her once again, those gifts. Step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. (laughs) Step out of the boat. This is your time. This is your time. I don't me at the beginning of the year he told me to step into the river and I was a bit afraid but then I learned it's a river of his love and now I'm not afraid no more fear see he God asked you to step into the river of his love <laughs> no more fear the fear of the previous season hey hey fire more power just shake it off just shake it off sister 
Just shake it off, sister. <laughs> Just walk with me. Something is happening. Something is happening to you today. Thank you, Jesus. You're shaking it off. You're shaking it off. There's a fresh fire that's coming upon you. There's a fresh fire that's coming upon you. There's a fresh fire that's coming upon you. Come over here. Put your hands up, sister. I just speak a fresh fire. Is this okay, pastor? I just speak a fresh fire. That's it. Let it come upon you right now. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. Are you feeling that release? Are you feeling that release right now? Just lift your hands over here right now in Jesus. There's no limits for you. Missions have been burning in your heart, but you've had excuse after excuse, but it's not your excuse. It's what other people have put on you. But the Lord says, no more excuses right now, for I'm getting ready to raise you up and train you up, and you will do missions locally, and you will learn to go and be tested by faith and by fire. And then when the nations open up again, the Lord is going to direct you, for there's nations that the Lord has put on your heart. There's nations that the Lord has put on your heart, and you've thought, did I miss it, God, with what's happening in the world today? But the Lord says, no, you didn't miss it. I'm just adding some things to you today. I'm adding some things in this season. Then when you step out, I see you like a lion. I see the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the Lord says, you'll be a mother to many. I see orphanages. I see orphanages. Your heart has been to a mother to orphanages. And there are orphanages in your spirit that God is going to bring across your path. Orphanages are going to be a part of your missionary work. He's going to give them to you. Thank you, Jesus. You've even been just giving money. You've been giving money here and there, but the Lord says in the next season, you will go yourself. You will go, you will go, you will go. Fire! Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire! Jesus, mighty name. Fire, fire. Babe, come and pray for this lady. Come on. Let the fire just come right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, sir, lift your hands. Are you feeling this today, sir? Are you feeling this today? <laughs> this is your wife here. You're called as a team. You're called as a team. You're called as a team and you will go together. And you will go together as a team. And do not say, well, what about the money and what about the budgets? Because the Lord says, I'll provide if you step out as a team. It's time to step out as a team today. God is unlocking dreams right now because there's been resistance and there's been excuses and there's been pressures that other people have put on you. But today is the day where God is going to unlock those dreams of ministry. If that's you, just put your hand up. If you're up here and you feel like that's you, that you want to have that unlocked in your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, come forward, both of you. Come on, come forward. You want that unlocked today in your life. Thank you, Jesus. You want that unlocked today. Come on, ma'am, just come up here. Just come up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, just lay hands on me right now. Thank you, Father. Over that that lady over there. Thank you, Jesus. This lady here. For the Lord says it hasn't been easy for you. Even in the early days of your marriage, it hasn't been easy. Because both your pasts have been quite hard. Both your pasts have been a struggle. But you've come together. And the Lord says that you've been faithful to one another. And the Lord says that you've worked out the things that you had to work out. And you've made a commitment to each other to never leave each other. And to always be there for each other, no matter how hard it got in the marriage. And the Lord says you're coming out of a season where it was quite hard and you're coming into a new season where God is going to, what He's put in you now is for others. 
And I see like a, a marriage ministry over you a marriage ministry over you where you will help younger couples and you will help couples that have been through similar things than you've been through and you will love them and you will extend grace to them and you will show them, yes, you can get through it. Yes, even when it seems impossible, Jesus will make a way. Fire. Just let that go right now. Just let that go. There's a breakthrough coming to you right now. The Lord says that your heart's desires are on the other side of this breakthrough right now. And the Lord is saying, just let go of all the other stuff, all the other hindrances, all the other past, because there's a new season. And I want to cut off the anchors that you have held that have been mistrust and discouragement and, and even self-pity in some areas. And the Lord is saying, cut off that anchor because it is an unfaithful anchor. And I will give you a new anchor, says the Lord. My presence and my spirit shall be the new anchor in your lives. Jesus, just let that go, sweetie, right now. Right now, God's healing you right now. Just let that go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, just let that go right now. Right now. There's a person in your life, there's one person that you know that you've been forgiving and you've been forgiving and you've been forgiving, but sometimes it's hard. It's like they keep coming up and you know you've had to forgive them, but sometimes it's a struggle. You can't feel it, though you say it. But the Lord is showing me that today is your day of breakthrough. Today is your day of breakthrough. Today is the day that you can fully forgive them that's it, sweetie. Just let that go right now. Just let that go right now. Right now, it looses right now. It looses. Today is the day you can fully forgive and fully let go. That's it, sweetie. That's it. Just forgive them right now. That's it. That's it. That's it. God's touching you right now. Fully forgive and fully let go in the name of Jesus. That's it. Fully forgive. Fully forgive. There's a mighty work, John, that God's doing over this couple. Can we just keep praying for them? Can you just keep praying for them and I can just keep moving? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just see like Jeremiah over you. I see Jeremiah over you and the Lord is saying that do not say that I am young. Do not say that I have these excuses because there is a Jeremiah anointing on your life to just have that radical abandon of faith to go and to pull down religion and to pull down things that are hindering the work of God and to raise up and to build. And God has given you fire in these hands, not just to build in the natural, but to build in the spirit. And the Lord says that when you go back to these places and when you do these missions work, you will not just build in the natural, but you will build in the spirit because I've put a preacher's gift in you. I've put a word in you. I've put a desire for you to to speak and to teach and to preach. And the Lord says, yes, son, no more excuses. Let that Jeremiah anointing flow. Let that Jeremiah anointing flow. Let that fire flow. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can we just lift our hands all through this place? Give them a fresh Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. want to pray for the sick so if you are sick today uh, I know the the service has ended but if you're sick today we want to pray with you and believe for a miracle right now fire there's a miracle for you right now sir fire in Jesus mighty name upon your body right now now I feel like there's someone here that you have health problems because of your weight. 
you have health problems because of your weight. This is a word of knowledge for someone. You have health problems because of your weight. And you know you have to change your diet, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But the Lord is saying today that if you would come and receive prayer, you will receive breakthrough against the addictions of food and the addictions in your weight, and God will give you the victory, and He'll heal you today. So if that is you, I just need you to come down here, right in front of me here. Thank you, Jesus. What do you have, sir? Diagnosis. Okay. Jesus, Jesus, is that you, man? Come on, come down here, honey. Come on, God's going to set you free today. Amen. Was that you for that word? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, honey, just tell me pray over here. Right now. Today, the Lord says He's going to break that addiction off you. Today, the Lord says He's going to set you free. Today, the Lord says He's going to add 10 years to your life. The doctors have said, if you don't do this or do that, this is your life expectancy. And you've really tried, but there's been a struggle with the spirit of addiction. But we just break its power today in the name of Jesus off your life. Thank you, Father in heaven. Be free in the name of Jesus right now. Be free. That's it. Receive right now. That's it. Fire. That's it. That's it. Fire. That's it. That's it. Fire right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Your voice is calling. There's someone else here with food allergies. I just heard food allergies. Is that you, sir? Is that you? You need prayer? There's someone here with food allergies. And there's something about the stomach. Is that you? Stand over here right now. Thank you, Jesus. And so the Come and fill our hearts. Your voice is calling, calling us to life. Soak the earth. Come and fill our hearts. Your voice is calling, calling us inside. There's a fire. Stirring in our bones, a shout is rising, rising It's not too late, the Lord says. It's not too late, the Lord says, because you have chosen this path to go this way, and you could have gone that way, but the Lord says it's not too late. And even, even the business things and the financial things that you're involved in, even they will come around, and the Lord is going to use them for His glory. And there is going to be something there where you're going to step out more and more in the financial realm. And God's going to bless you in the financial realm. There's financial blessing all over you. But it's not for you. It's for the kingdom. It's not for you. It's for the mission field. And God's even going to remove this an issue right now in the financial realm. And God's going to break the power of that. You're going to come out the other side. But you're going to use it for His glory. And you'll go and you'll go and you'll see the fruit of what you put your hand to in Jesus' name. Rising, rising Thank you, Jesus. Up inside. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Right now, it breaks. It breaks. It breaks. Come here, babe. Come here, babe. It breaks. It breaks right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I break that food allergy. Right now, from the spirit of fear. That's it. Let it go. Right now, it's going. It's going. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. I break the power right now. Right now, loose Looser. 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 Looser in the name of Jesus. Looser in the name of Jesus. John, is this all right, John?
they might have already gone, but I was hearing uh, Rick or Rich or something like that. They might have already gone. Is there someone here called Richard or Rick? Rich, someone like that. Thank you, Father. Also a Tom. A Tom. Tom. Is your name Tom? I was hearing the word Tom. Come and stand over here, Tom. Take a, take a break right now. Thank you, Father. I just loose you from that allergy right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's like a fear. All anxiety leaves. All anxiety leaves. All anxiety leaves right now. Peace come upon you in Jesus' name. Is your name Tom? Come on, Tom. I was just looking up there and I and I and I just Tom, thank you, Father. I worship you, Jesus. Lift your hands, Tom, like you want to receive something from God. Is his family here or his parents here or something like that? Oh awesome. Oh wonderful. Tom. Oh awesome. I'm sensing such a ministry call over you, Tom. I'm sensing such a ministry call over you. There's lots of insecurities that the Lord is going to deal with in your life, Tom. And there's a reason why you're on the stage, even though sometimes you don't like talking to large groups of people. But the Lord has not given you a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind, Tom. Come on, Lord. And there's a reason why you're on the stage, on, Tom, Jesus. is because the Lord has called you, Tom, to be a minister of His, Tom. And your parents have known this even when you were little. Your parents knew that you were called by God. Is that right, parents? And that even though in this season it seems like that's the last thing you really want to do, Tom, the Lord shows me that there is not going to be a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. And God is going to shift things starting from today. There is a shifting that takes is going to take place in your life. And the fire of the Lord is going to come upon you like it came upon David when Samuel anointed him with oil for the work that he had for him. But there was a season of training and preparation, And you're in the season of training and preparation. So do not be afraid and do not fear for the time is not now. But begin to allow yourself to be trained up and raised up in the ways of the Spirit and the ways of fire and at the right time I will call you to Bible school and you will know it is your time and it's the right time and you will go to Bible school and you will become a pastor Tom but never forget the anointing of God this day that is coming upon you for you shall be one that is led by my spirit and you shall be one that flows with the anointing of God upon your life in Jesus mighty name fire rising up inside so pure Come and fill our hearts. Your love is rolling, calling up to life. There's a fire stirring in our bones. A shout is rising, rising up inside. So the earth flows, so the earth. Come and fill his heart. Your voice is calling, Tom, calling into life. There's a fire stirring in his bones. A crowd is rising, rising up inside. So the earth, come and fill his heart. Your voice is calling. Calling Tom to light. Oh, fresh outpouring. Oh, fresh outpouring now. He's a fresh, fresh outpouring. 
Chapeau, 